This is DJ Rel and Catch Wreck. And we are Bang Radio. Bang, 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 We bring you Boston-based music, arts, events, and lifestyle. Friday mornings, tune in at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. because we're on 94.9 FM Zoomix Radio. Also, we're cool. Yeah. So, uh, so guys, tell us, tell us your names. Introduce yourselves to everybody who's listening. Well, I'm Dart Adams. Um, I'm a, I started out as a blogger. I'm using the air quotes because as far as I was concerned, I was a journalist the whole time. But just because I didn't have any credentials, I didn't have an end, I ended up having to be a blogger, um, which I absolutely hated. Um, so from there, I started just writing whatever I wanted because I just felt like I was just filling in the gaps and the holes that traditional music journalism just wasn't covering for whatever reason mainly was corporate stuff that they didn't want to you know touch so i just wrote about whatever i felt like and anytime somebody tried to pay me to write something i wasn't feeling i said no to them so from there i developed a reputation and 12 years later i'm one of the most feared journalists in this space i guess Awesome, awesome. The most knowledgeable. <laughs> even I don't. I even I bow at the uh, <laughs> at the altar uh, of Dart Adams, and I am Chris Ferrone. I'm a journalist. Uh, I spent my first, I'd say, ten or so years as uh, strictly writing about music. Um, a lot of that led to a lot of social justice reporting that I do. I'm currently the editor of Dig Boston, um, also known as the Weekly Dig, and the found, co-founder of the Boston Institute for Nonprofit Journalism. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, uh, I don't know, you still managed to write about the the music that we listen to, but that's, you got that lane. That's kind of you and a couple other people right now. Yeah. We are stuck in this because the space is just, is ruined basically by people care about those stories. I mean, everything from the stuff you do to like, you know, for, to Noriega's podcast, people care about the, that hip hop still, I think it's oh, still out there. Right? Absolutely. I mean, because there's an untapped market there are people that are just underserved because people are afraid to reach out to them because they don't feel that they fill a big enough demographic to bring in ad revenue via clicks or because when you look at radio and who radio caters to, they're not the demographic or they're not that audience. So that's it. You know, this is I'm, I'm basically in a different way. Basically, what I'm saying is that I do a lot of similar things to what Dart does, and that I try to fill in those gaps. There's a lot of things that the so-called mainstream media, that mm-hmm. the commercial media, that the ad, the that the click, the clickbait media does not really care about. Absolutely. But they don't really cover, and we're all over it in different ways, from everything from music to politics. You know, because mm-hmm. they all they all blend together. They all meld into each other. I hear you. So we're we're gonna get more into the topics. I think we gotta play play a couple tunes and uh, come right back at it. Um, but you're listening to Bang Radio. This is our second ever episode. This is the Boston Journalism episode, and uh, stay tuned for more. The corners and the blocks lit, blocks lit, or blocks lit. Now he's going again, and I'm caught. I'm caught up, I'm caught My seed, saying daddy don't leave Daddy had keys locked up many years How my son gon' eat? 
And we're back. This is Bang Radio. This is Bang Radio. And you just listened to Cassius the Fifth with Caught Up. And before that, you were listening to Pass by Vintage Lee and Hose Down by Mr. Lift and Acrobatic. Hey now. Hey now. What's your name again? I'm DJ Relly B. And I'm Catch Wreck. And we have two lovely guests on the show with us today. I'm Chris Ferrone. I'm Dart Adams. And I never get cold lovely. <laughs> Yes, yes. And I'm Ketchrek, like I said. And uh, we're here to talk about Boston journalism today and uh, the Boston scene in general. Yes, yes. That's um, because we have some very unique perspectives in the room on that. So once again, um, you know, because I think it was a little it was a little messy earlier. So so reintroduce yourselves again and kind of what you guys do like Dart. Mm. So um, basically what I do now is... um. I have a background in like just writing about music, but basically I melded to be everything that has to do with music and just the space of music journalism and what's wrong with it and what needs to be fixed in it as opposed to just write about the new hot song because I'm 42 and I can't do that with a straight face. It just doesn't work. So um, when I got the position that I have now where I do a column called um, Knowledge Darts at uh, Mass Appeal, Basically, they were like, we just want you to do whatever you want. And I'm like, well, I want to write about whatever I want, and I don't want to have to pitch anything. <laughs> and I just want to have my own column and just give me the keys to the car. Right. No many, not many people get to do that. Yeah. I, and, and you just, how, they have no, you have no, word, no roof on that word no, count. No. Basically, I try to keep it. I, I'll write something. And I'll make it, it'll be 5,000 words, and I have to edit myself down All right. to like 2,500. Oh, I so, always thought, we should always talk, because there's a couple that I think we should really, we should get into. Have you ever done anything, on, by the way, this is Chris Verone, I'm the editor of The Dig. So we're here for Shop Talk, journalism. Yes. Shop. Have you ever written, because we're talking about how, you know, the enterprise that, the stuff we do, and what we, we write about the stuff that's not being written about. Have you ever done something on guest versus about guest versus payments and stuff we like actually that. talked about this yeah i um, mean this is just a story that it's like this is and this is the kind of story that doesn't get written while everybody's writing yeah a, a, you know a st- 10 stories a day about the new single you yeah know? the big issue with that is that <clears throat> a lot of writers a lot of rappers don't want to talk about how much mm-hmm. they pay, get paid for guest versus of course because of course you know taxes. like taxes and nobody wants to report how much money they make on the side or how much cash to get under the table or whatever but the fact that the matter is especially with like the economy and rap well music in general the way it is kind of rely on that it's the it's the black market of, uh, of black markets i mean yeah, exactly it's like uh you know the uh, the Western Union deposit, the, yeah. ver- the guest verse. It's a uh, the brown paper bag. <laughs> and I and I gotta say, you know, as a hip hop artist, that's uh, I don't know. It's it, it's it's interesting too because it's like, you know, the the whole cosign. You, like, I don't know. It's just it's just a weird business model to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, because like, there is no business model anymore. There's no no one knows what they're doing. I consult for artists, and one of the things that they always ask me about because they always want to know how do I get my music on blogs? How do I get the? And I say first, don't focus on that because blogs mean nothing anymore. I used to write a blog and I quit. I was like, let me tell. They don't matter anymore. All right, uh, because when you discover that. All you need is one or two friends because basically the blogs are so cheap that they hire labor to write all their blogs and shifts. So it's like there'll be one or two kids that write for four blogs. 
So if you know those two kids, you give them one piece, they post it on each shift that they do for another and blog. And who are these kids that, that are like all of a sudden these... Well, because here's the thing. A lot of the people my age, the reason why I'm the last unicorn in what I do is because people my age, they aged out and they have families and children and mortgages and they have to pay for like child care so usually what they do is they get real jobs or they advance in their in their field they become editors they they do um film work they they write spec scripts they clean up other people's scripts they uh they are uh, professors they're adjunct professors they get jobs you know because they can't live off the check to check and waiting for the check to come uh, what i do so it's very it's very difficult to get paid as it's extremely yeah we just cleaned up the you know we just took over ownership of the dig after 20 years of another owner and the first thing we you know we we paid back tens of thousands of dollars to the owed to writers um, you know, this is this is just the, this is the game. We're really on top of it now. Proud to say, um, you know, and a lot of this is uh, a lot of it is like I've been a writer, editor, you name it. But I'm also everything else. I do payroll, you name. It. I t- throw the trash out. This is like the new journalism, and I feel bad for a lot of the you know people getting pushed out of journalism and mm-hmm. for pe- you know young reporters write for these places like Patch and stuff. They yeah. write for four or five towns, and it's just a, it's excruciating. But you know, I think. Um, there are different models, you know. We, we're experimenting just like you do here with nonprofit media, which I think is, you know, not necessarily the lone way for the future, but we use it as as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the, the nonprofit the, uh, binge that we call it, Boston Institute for Nonprofit Journalism. We work with a lot of the other small outlets around here that are not. Ne- some of them are struggling, some aren't. But the point is that they can't do the long form type of stuff. And by the way. That doesn't just mean the investigative stuff. We do that. We do. We just did a huge piece on SWAT right. uh, in Massachusetts. We do as serious as it gets. We do that. Um, but I also mean music. All right? I also mean arts. I also mean entertainment mm-hmm. because the kind of stuff that Dart does, the kind of stuff that I used to do, and I still do occasionally. These and I've written about you, Catch. Yes, you know, I appreciate these, it. These like deep. <laughs> You know, uh, we, we the, the problem we're facing now in Boston is, like, you have artists that are bigger than anybody has really yeah. broken, like the Cousins Diz, uh, uh and company, you know, they're, but they haven't really been, you know, back in the day, Acrobatic probably had, like, five, five, oh, four thousand yeah. word profiles Absolutely. before his second album came out, and Virtuoso, I mean, I just found an article written by Detention. <laughs> oh, man. In and that was... In the dig. Wow. Um, but basically, what I'm saying is, like, it, there used to be a lot, and... and People forget that while the we everybody talks the media slipping, there's not enough investigative reporting, there's not enough this kind of right. Mm. But guess what else slips? Oh man! All entertainment report. I mean, mm. you know, this is the Herald when we were you know back in the day even had a thick music section. Um, yeah. The Globe. When was the last time the Globe cared about you know young music for people under oh, 50? Oh goodness, man! Uh, back when I actually got a physical paper. Back, I mean, it's like. More than ten years ago, yeah. I mean, they really 2004, 2005. They cater to wealthy white people living outside of Route One Twenty Eight, so that's out. Yeah, you get a great thing in there every now and then by like Marty Caballero, or I don't even know if he, I don't think he's still writing for them, but you were for a while. Yeah, he was. I remember when I was like, hey, he wanted to write something about me, and I was like, 
I'm not ready yet. Then I was like, I'm ready. It was like, yeah, they're not doing those type of pieces anymore. Yeah, then that's a, that's a, that's what you get. And by the way, it's one of the reasons I don't really write about hip hop for national magazines anymore is because I didn't want to just. Frankly, I'm an old white guy. I'm not going to be hanging around with Lil Uzi Vert. I don't think he wants to yeah. hang out with me, and I don't want to hang out with him. Yeah, I'm sure he's a cool dude. But you know, my point is, I mean that. You know, but it's just it would. I want Lil Uzi Vert to be like would, my little brother. That it would be I, like, a silly guide on the the right track or something. I, I'd have to be his college very, professor. Very, I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, frankly, for him. me, it'd just be like I just why does why is my perspective on that situation exactly. necessary? But you know, my but my but I did. There were stories that I wanted to do that I was getting turned down for. I wanted to write about artists like Planet Asia and Quest. Mm -hmm. like uh, these artists who basically live a month at a time yeah. like a different producer um, but just interesting hip-hop stories and frankly I always found the story of the not necessarily underground but of the independent artist who tours and drops two three albums a year we share a lot of uh, yeah. common um, those are my friends yeah those are people we know and these yeah. are these are artists who I just they are the that's the real dream and that's the one thing in my writing I always as far as music writing I always try to get across is that the hip hop dream is is a hundred thousand dollar a year working man or woman's job, mm -hmm. and it sucks. Oh yeah, and it, it burns you out. But you know what? It's also something to be proud of. And like that's you know this whole nonsense of you know why didn't anybody from Boston ever blow up? I always nothing I I always ever found more offensive than that. There's yeah. there's literally two dozen artists who yeah. spend that's the if and isn't that the goal? If you want that, yeah, that's the goal. Like, so they yeah. can go. Like my, I'm friends with MBS. I see them yeah, at the barbershop. Example. They tour the world. All right. Mm -hmm. They go places where they have murals painted of them in Asia. I've right? never been to any of these places, like, by the way. They go, yeah. It's like well, it's <laughs> well, like they're, yeah. on a, they're on the Mir space station, and I'm like, what, what, you did a show on the Mir space station? Yeah, Every time I look at their Instagram, I feel like I've done nothing with my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That that is a great example because I think people's perception of success yeah. in that 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 realm yeah. is is warped in a lot of ways. They like, tour the Czech Republic. Right. Like what? They're in Germany, and they worked hard for that. That was like that. Yeah. That did not come like overnight. That oh, no. was really, you know, up leading right, up to over the ten years album. in the game. I remember yeah. hard work, and you know, there were I guess years where they you know weren't putting putting albums out. Mm -hmm. And I remember, MBS was like a thing everybody kind of knew about, like this yeah. kind of sleeping. Then when they popped up on the Ninth Wonder album, everybody was like, "What just happened?" Yeah, and then you know the whole Snowgoods relationship, and there's just a lot of common ground. And you know, when you see, I, I tell you, nothing nothing warms my heart more than seeing like Term and Slain just selling out show after yeah. show all. across the country for the for the anti-hero and it's really talking about teaming up of forces and mm -hmm. you know uh every you know the, the likes of static who have obviously you know yeah. gone on to do major things static and, used to be my neighbor <laughs> okay just to give you an idea he just put out his his eighth album yesterday i remember that why he, it's called ah uh, yeah he, like the dude used to send me waves he was like yo i'm sending you my new ep he sends me waves like that's how far back we go. When was the first time you were like blown? Any of you blown away by like how good he was as a producer? Two thousand and six. And it's funny because he thinks he sucked. I, I love those early ones. Like, like he's the, just like my beats weren't that Granite good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, fantastic album. Yeah, like dugout and those guys. Yeah. Ape. Shout out to Static Selector. Shout out to Spender. That journey did with uh, Spender was really really good. Oh yeah. That was really Passenger good. Passenger 57. 57. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. I was just like, what? Beautiful, beautiful record. Um, so we're going to get into a couple tunes, and then we come back. Um, the Boston Music Awards happened last night. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you were there. I, I, was there. I wasn't there. That. I wasn't there. And I know you got they, some they, things they'll to have, say they'll about have to it, nominate though. me for something for me to show up. 
<laughs> I'll keep that in mind next year. Yeah, no, I feel you. I might mm-hmm. be, I might be, I might be there as well. Hey, uh, we're gonna go to some music. We'll be right back. Bang Radio, holla. Bang Radio, your host Catch Wreck. We're back. Yep, and I'm DJ Relly B. And we're here with Chris Ferrone and Dart Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radio voice. I wish we had more time to talk. This is this is this has been great. Uh, so the VMAs were last night, Boston mm-hmm. Music Awards. Yes, we they talked were. a little bit about it last week at the show, but unfortunately, I wasn't there. Chris, you were there, I heard. Yeah, you got, I, I went for the first time in a long time. Uh, Paul Armstrong and um, what's his company's name? It's, uh, Redefined. They've really, they've done a great job of revamping the music awards, which used to be a unbelievable yes. four with long speeches and uh, you know. And then there were there were some interesting years. Like, did you ever go to the uh, uh, the one when it was like the at the hotel at the the former jail there, the Charles Street Jail. No. It? Well, they, and it was like all in different rooms and it was a little hard to move around. But you know, the, the, it's at the House of Blues last night. It was good, big night for hip hop, you know? So that's, if we're here talking about hip hop, I remember the days when it was like, even like Esoteric was like sick of being nominated. Was, they just they would just nominate the same like four. He didn't even have an album out. Yeah, they wouldn't even have, people didn't even have an album out and it was like. Virtuoso! He's like, dude, I didn't yeah. make an album last yeah, year. Yeah, Virtuoso was like, dude, I was making like, I was making like a, a reggaeton. Reggaeton. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 moved, he moved and he was doing reggaeton with Daddy Yankee. Yeah, what, is, what is Virtuoso up to these days? I think he does the studio thing, right? Yeah. He builds, his father's like, uh, his father, is like this great studio designer. In fact, they they designed the MBS. That's the the, the studio that MBS records in in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think his father used to design studios for like all these great musicians and stuff. And um, but yeah, I don't know. Vert's a man of many talents for sure. But anyway, the the awards were great. I mean, Mo Pope and uh, an archetype. You're gonna hear from everybody that's still gonna just absolutely destroyed killed, that destroyed show. It. And it was fantastic. You know, the sets were long. Um, it was impressive. Latrell did a, had a great set early yeah, on. Yeah, he's evening. a great live performer. Yeah, he really is. Um, so yeah, it was it, it was really a night focused around hip hop. If you look at the winners, not you know it's not every it wasn't a total uh, bloodbath like hip hop, but hip hop definitely stepped up. And I was saying before, that's nice. Is you know it's nice to see hip hop artists in categories besides the hip hop category. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was beautiful that Torch Song won album of the year. Yeah, there you go. And the thing is that like I when um when Ark. And Mo played Torch Song for me. I was like, "This is the album we needed right now." And the thing is that, like, even hearing it, I was like, "This is an album I want to see live." It's timeless too. I mean, it doesn't yeah. even mention Trump by name. No, but you know, it's as classy as it gets. It's it, and the album from to the artwork is just, we put yeah. the artwork on the cover of the dig actually, but yeah. not the full the full artwork. Oh, the even, full artwork, the wraparound artwork, the wraparound. Is bananas. But yeah, that's Mo Pope and, and Archetype Still Go. Check that out if you haven't uh, heard that yeah, album. The yet. album Torch Song is amazing. Also, yeah. Esh made a great album too. He did. Shout out to Esh the Monolith. Yeah, Esh's album is incredible. Um, Darwin's Frankenstein. Yep, Darwin's Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's kind of along the same lines, but it's interesting because he played a song. And I'm just like, wow, the song is amazing. He's like, yeah, the album is, yeah, that song's about people being on their cell phones. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of this is a lot of good music. So and then the I think the best video was that track from Still Gold with with a whole bunch of like this uh, uh, with Tiger Man Whoa 
and mm-hmm. um who else is on that track oh, i can't think of it but uh I'll, I'll look it up in a second. The, the, the song with Latrell on there is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, it's it's definitely, and it's also good, it's good to see a lot of people. It's like, uh, I, I'm 37 now. I feel like I'm getting old, but at least, you know, there's a lot of young people at the Music Awards, and there's a lot of people older than me. So I'm right, yeah. right in the middle, and that's fine for me. And, uh, I, and you know, sometimes the stuff that a lot of the younger rappers say in interviews sounds annoying like you know like nobody's ever done it from boston kind of thing but in reality yeah. those i think a lot of the younger mcs even if they're more commercially successful than the people who came before them they are paying dues <laughs> uh, dues and respect i don't yeah. think it's i don't think it's like a totally separate and you'll see you know uh different artists um like artists even collaborating on tracks and stuff. You see yeah. Cousins is hanging out with Static Selecta and Terminology. He, down, yeah, he's on this album, which is mind blowing. Shade forty five too. You know, so stuff like that. And the thing that kills me is that's like, a great intergenerational kind of yeah. The thing that like a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of these kids were born in the nineties, so they don't know anything about the previous era. But also, what the people from the previous era who get mad at them forget is that for the longest. Boston MCs couldn't even do shows in Boston. When Ed OG was at his peak, when I Gotta Have It, it was the number one song in the country and possibly the biggest rap song in the nation and possibly one of the biggest rap songs globally. He couldn't do a show in Boston. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Cousin Stiz couldn't do a show in Boston? Cousin Stiz just sold out. The House of Blues. Blues. 15 minutes. Yeah, and it's 15 minutes. He doesn't have the number one rap song in the nation. Ed OG had it. He had the hottest rap song. He had people in New York saying, you can buy some new Adidas, but you can't buy your life back. Like, like, he had them saying Roxbury. You know? That's beautiful. And he couldn't do a show in Boston because there was no venue, there was no venue to, to perform in and nobody, like he had to do shows in New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, that's insane. Does Jammin play Stiz? I guess they do on the launch pad. No, but now I'm saying like now oh, that he's now? on RCA. I don't, I'd imagine. I'd imagine, yeah. I don't know because I don't really listen to radio. I don't either. I always said that though, you know, and Jesse, you've been hearing me. I've been saying this for years. Like that there's there's no secret to why Boston artists haven't been more commercially successful. They have not had the boost from around here they don't have urban radio when i went to seattle in 2011 before macklemore was big matt everybody was talking about macklemore they he had the full support of everyone from underground artists there who he'd been performing with for years to being played without a major record label deal on seattle commercial here's what's insane constantly i in 2005 when i was perusing the web before i started blogging Mm -hmm. i was listening to macklemore's first album yeah he had a bunch of albums the very first song on his album is a song called white privilege so when everybody was doing these these uh hot takes and these think pieces about macklemore and white privilege i'm like he addressed that on the first song on his first (laughs) album in 2005 Mm -hmm. but since you guys never knew him like i knew macklemore was when he was professor macklemore and he was in a rap group because I what group under- was he in? Was uh, I can't remember, I remember what they were called anymore. I can't remember what they I, were called anymore. I remember, yeah. Because uh, I mean, uh, Zazen. Uh, props to Jason Treps, by the way, who won Best Promoter last night. Oh, oh wow. okay. Uh, and uh, but he, when he was living in Seattle for a while, they were he was building with Macklemore and his people, and, and you know it was. And it's just one. It's one example of a million. But you go to a lot of cities and you see the support. You see it on the local radio yeah. and Boston. Just you know, people don't realize. You know, Jammin is a ghost ship. There's like three people who work there. They they they, yeah. they drag tracks across the screen and that they're told to play and that's a wrap. And we have the launch pad. And the launch pad. Salute to everybody in the launch pad, yeah. but it can only do so much. See, that's why we need bang radio. There you go. That's a good segue, man. Mm-hmm. We're going. We're, we made this. You know. 
We gotta we gotta support our own. So uh, we're gonna go into a song and then we're gonna come back and close out this show because we're uh, running low on time. But this has been a great conversation that we might have to continue further. This is Catch Rack with Bang Radio. Hold on, April Stanford and STLGLD still gold. Holla. Bang Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Bang Radio. Episode number two, Boston Journalism. It's been a great, great, great time. Yes, Thanks for having me, man. Yes, and indeed. That, so that was album of the year right there, by the way. Right? That was That's off the album of the year. Yep. And uh, one, one of the other nominees I have to mention is Avenue, uh, Mass Avenue Linux. Oh, yeah. I have from my neighborhood. Um, and salute Frank the Butcher and Archetype. Cooking the Kill, who actually produced that entire album. It's hey. amazing. And I've killed it too, by the way. Yeah, I actually wrote the copy for that album, just in case <laughs> anybody was wondering. I did that. That was me. It's a community. It takes a, it takes a village. Yes, it does. Well, thanks for having me, man. I like. I look forward to coming back. Yeah, yeah. We definitely we, we got to yeah. do this again. This is like I said. This is we're, we're getting warmed up here at Bang Radio. Any opportunity but. I have to take the blue line, I'm totally yeah. up for. I, <laughs> I, I never feel you. Do it. You know, I'll be getting food before I leave Eastie too, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Of course, I went. The, I walked the wrong way though, because you got to walk a block before you see a street sign. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They redid the whole square. There ain't yeah. a street sign in sight. I yeah. know. I was all the way down on um on Chelsea Street before I realized that was Chelsea Street. You hear that DPW? I was like, wait, Get some street signs up there. That's <laughs> this isn't the right way. Cool. Well, now we know. And knowing it's half the battle. Hey now, Bang Radio, Catch Rack. Bang Radio.